Hey there, future friends. This week, I hope your tray tables are in their upright position. We have two house parties, one good, one bad, and we're grumpy again. Is this deja vu? This is the week of January 13th, 2023, and you are listening to Future Flicks with Billiam. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. Welcome back. Second episode of the year. And if you're a little confused, yes, I did completely forget to share last week's episode. New year, same old Billiam who forgets this shit. But let's be honest, you can probably find some sort of podcast app to subscribe to me on, right? So there you go. But I will try and get better about that. If you are new, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate it. I appreciate the fact that you would even give me a chance. I always say this, but I do feel so blessed that I even get a handful of listeners. So I, I appreciate all of you. So let me tell you really quick what it is I do here and we'll jump right into the show. On this show, I tell you about the movies that are coming out during the week a.k.a. the movies in the future, or the future flicks. I break them up into two categories. First is the limited releases. These are limited release movies that did nothing to catch my eye. Could they still be good? Yeah, sure, maybe, but I am not placing any money on that. In that section, I tell you what the movie is, what it's about, and who's in it. Maybe a thought or two, but that's it. After that, we have the wide releases and interesting indies. And that section, what I do, is just like the previous one, I tell you what the movie is, what it's about, and who's in it, but then I will definitely give my thoughts on it. I will also give it a score, which I call the Billiams Interest Level Score, or the Bill Score, which can go anywhere from a 0 for those awful, awful films to an 11 for those films that make me oh so excited. So let us not beat around the bush any longer, and by the way, sorry this is a late episode, it's been a weird week. I got home the past two nights. I just had no energy and I was just like, "Eh, I could just play some more Pokemon and then some Marvel Snap and read a little. And if you haven't played Marvel Snap, by the way, it's quite fun. And as always, this is not a paid anything. No one pays me to do shit. But if you are at least semi-competent in card games like Magic, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh! Or you play board games that are basically card games. Ascension, Dominion, uh, other more popular ones that I can't think of, then you will do pretty good with this game. I have not, oh, I've made one purchase for $2.99, a cosmetic one, but you cannot spend any money and still do pretty damn well. I lose probably one out of every seven matches, I think, maybe six. And out of the times I lose, it's one of three things. One, I am obviously outplayed. Two, I do something really stupid. Or three, my deck just screws me. But it's quite a fun game. But anyway, my future friends, let us jump into the first segment, which is the limited releases. Let's start with a movie called Jethica. 
So here's the thing I'm questioning about this film, because it's spelled Jethica, J-E-T-H-I-C-A, but in the premise and in the trailer, her name's Jessica. I don't know if Jethica is an alternative spelling to Jessica. I don't know if it's, I basically, I don't know why it's spelled like that. But anyway, when Jessica's stalker surprises her in New Mexico, she must seek help from beyond the grave to get rid of him for good. This stars Ashley Denise Robinson from Taking Stock, Callie Hernandez from the 2016 Blair Witch, and Will Madden from The Wolf of Snow Hollow. And this is getting a Los Angeles-only release, and I don't see anything about it getting an expanded release later. This could still be pretty good, but the trailer just let me down a bit. But, but it's okay to keep an eye on this one. After that, we have a movie called The Royal Game, also known as Chess Game. I, I don't know, because it has two titles, and it's based on a book that has two titles. This is a New York-only release, one of two New York-only releases. And as far as I can tell, it's not getting a wider release, at least none that has been announced so far, but we will see. To withstand the psychological torture of the Gestapo, a lawyer imprisoned by the Nazis finds refuge in the world of chess. This is a movie from Austria and stars no one of note. And if you are interested in chess, I don't necessarily think this is the movie for you. All the reviews I have seen have said that they basically ignore the chess, except for like one game he has. Next up, my friends, the final New York-only release of the week, Beautiful Beans. A teenage boy raised by a clairvoyant mother takes a bullied kid into his gang of violent outsiders. This is a movie from Iceland. Next up, my friends, is a film called The Head Mistress. Fully just limited, regular limited movie here. The first one of the week. Let's move on to one called Night Train. Do you remember the movie Courage Under Fire from uh, 96 with Meg Ryan and Denzel Washington and a very young Matt Damon? But it also had Lou Diamond Phillips playing a character named Johnny Night Train Monfries. Has nothing to do with this. I just thought it was fun. Anyway, Night Train, a single mom struggling to make ends meet as a Hollywood teamster, evades capture by a ruthless FBI agent while running black market medical supplies in her legendary souped up pickup truck. This stars no one of note and looks dumb as shit. Next up, friends, we have a movie called The Tomorrow Job. A team of thieves use a drug that allows them to trade consciousness with their future selves in order to steal tomorrow's secrets. This stars no one of note, and it, I mean, it could be interesting, but it also kind of sounds like if Limitless and Looper had a really bad baby. After that is a film called Mask of the Devil. After accepting a job at a low-rent pornographer's, a feisty young woman must fight to survive against an ancient evil intent on killing everyone in its path. Not to be confused with the Steven Seagal movie on Deadly Ground. I didn't know that movie had so many good people in it. Uh, Michael Caine, Billy Bob Thornton, Arlie Emery, and John C. McKinley. What were they doing in a movie with Steven Seagal? Anyway, on Sacred Ground, a journalist and an oil company executive find themselves on opposite sides of the fight during the construction of the contentious Dakota Access Pipeline that runs through the Standing Rock Indian Reservation in North Dakota. So even though I am for what this movie represents, you know, not completing the Dakota Access Pipeline, standing with the people of Standing Rock, I do have to be honest about how this looks as a movie because that's what I do here. And it doesn't look like a good movie. It looks... Oh, I didn't say who's in it. This stars William Mapather from Lost, Amy Smart from Crank, David Arquette from Scream, 
Francis Fisher from Unforgiven, and Irene Bedard from, well, who is the voice of Pocahontas? The good news is they hire actual natives to play the Native Americans, which is always a good sign. But like I was saying, even though it is about a topic I do support, which is no pipeline, it just doesn't look like a good movie. And I have to be honest about that. So we have six more movies in the limited section. Yeah, it's a, it's a big week this week. The movie is called Saint Omer. This follows Rama, a novelist who attends the trial of Lawrence Coley at the Saint Omer Criminal Court to use her story to write a modern-day adaptation of the ancient myth of Medea. But things don't go as expected. This is a movie from Friends. After that, we have a film called The Seven Faces of Jane. This is about a protagonist named Jane who finds herself tumbling through a gauntlet of surreal, beautiful, and heartbreaking adventures. After dropping off her daughter at a summer camp for the first time and encouraging her recent child to engage in new experiences, Jane finds herself heeding her own advice. This stars Jillian Jacobs from Community and Joe McHale from Community. This is another movie in this section that I think could be good, but once again, the trailer just kind of let me down. I do like the fact that the trailer kind of hints that it has this surreal kind of existential feeling about it, but it didn't look good enough to warrant me risking my time. After that, we have a movie called The Third Guest, and this might be getting a limited release because one source I have, because, you know, I use three different websites to find out about all the movies coming out. One says it's limited. Another says it's video on demand. So I don't know which. Well, it's called The Third Guest, a husband and wife ghost hunting team still mourning the loss of their daughter, encounter her in their latest assignment. This stars no one of note. Next up, we have a very interesting idea. The, the whole premise, everything about this did speak to me, but it just didn't look that good. It's called Skinamarink. This is getting a limited release, just like a lot of the others I'm talking about in this section, but I think it may also get a shuttered release later because this... Uh, this trailer had Shudder's name all over it. Skinamarink is about two children who wake up in the middle of the night to find their father is missing and all of the windows and doors in their home have vanished. This stars no one of note. And it's a very good idea, but... Eh. Three more movies left in the limited section, and the first one that's left is called The Price We Pay. After a pawn shop robbery goes askew, two criminals take refuge at a remote farmhouse to try and let the heat die down. But along with their hostage, they find something much more menacing. This stars Emil Hirsch from Into the Wild, Stephen Dorff from Blade, Gigi Zumbato from Bridge and Tunnel, and Vernon Wells from Commando. So this is a 90s dream team, right? Or not even 90s. Emil Hirsch is more recent than that. Like early to mid 2010s, right? So if you like Emil Hirsch or Stephen Dorff, this is something you should watch then if you want to support their careers. But for everyone else, it just looks 100% skippable. Two movies left, my friends, and let's talk about The Dormouse. A comic book creator working at a burlesque club enlists the help of a colleague to find out what's behind the disappearance of young women in their circle in this oddball neo-noir. This stars Haley Law from Riverdale, Keith Powers from The Tomorrow War, Donald Luge from Gotham, Femke Jensen from GoldenEye, and written, directed by, and co-starring Avin Jogia from Zombieland Double Tap. 
So we had another interesting looking movie, but it just gave me the creeps. Because we have this woman who works at a burlesque club. Great, right? Easy start. Girls start disappearing. Familiar story. But then when she starts to look into it, and I don't know why it's important that she's a comic book creator, but when she starts looking into it, she too gets kidnapped, and it turns out it's some creepy sex trade. And movies like this that have this kind of tongue-in-cheek neo-noir feel to it always feel like it's not to be taken seriously. And I know that's not always the case, but I just get that feeling from these very purposefully image-driven movies where we have this, this feeling, this experience that they're trying to tell us about, this neo-noir movie, and I just feel that I, I don't like that. But hey, you may not be the same, so if this sounds like your kind of thing, definitely check it out. And finally, in the limited release section is a movie that confused me, because like I already said this episode, I use a couple different websites to get my information from. One website had this as a nationwide release, another had this as a limited release, and I didn't know who to trust at first, but then after I saw the trailer, there was no way this was going to be a nationwide release. No way in hell. This is called The Devil Conspiracy. A cult steals the Shroud of Turin for wicked purposes. This stars Joe Doyle from Salem and Peter Mensa from Jason X. If you want to wonder why I questioned it, just watch the trailer. It looks just far too cheesy to be a nationwide release. And not purposefully cheesy. Not something like a neo-noir that might go a little heavy on certain aspects of the genre just for the look and feel of the film. So I would skip this film as well. Well, my future friends, that is it for the first half of the show. Let us take our break and we'll hear a word from our friends at the Somewhat Nerdy Radio podcast and We're Doing Fine with Robbie and Lisa. Please stay tuned. Are you looking for a nerd podcast that touches on every walk of nerd culture? Well, look no further. Somewhat Nerdy Radio is the podcast for you. We cover nerd culture, news, new movie reviews, bad movie reviews, video games, comics, with sprinkles of nerdy nostalgia throughout. Somewhat Nerdy Radio is a flagship podcast of the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. Find us on every podcast app or stream it on somewhatnerdy.com. Good journey, nerds. Hi, I'm Lisa. And I'm Robbie. And we host a show called We're We're Doing Doing Fine. Fine. We're friends from across the ocean. I'm from Scotland. And I'm from California. Join us every week as we chat about biscuits. You mean cookies. Brexit. Whatever's going on here. Who knows? Almost dying. Why we're single. Popular culture. And basically everything and anything that can distract us from this postmodern hellscape we're all living in. Because we're We're doing doing fine. My future friends, we are back with the wide releases and interesting indies. We have 10 of them this week. It is a big week for movies. I told you that. So let's start with the first one called My Father, Muhammad Ali, The Untold Story. This is getting a limited release. This documentary tells the story of champion boxer Muhammad Ali through the eyes of his only biological son, Muhammad Ali Jr. Muhammad Ali Jr. struggled with bullying, abandonment, addiction, family, and heartbreak to ultimately find peace. So from the look of the trailer, this movie is less about Muhammad Ali Sr., more about Muhammad Ali Jr. living in the shadow of his father, and then also having an absentee father. 
This does look very interesting, but if you are a big Muhammad Ali fan and you have trouble realizing that the heroes of yesteryear may not be great people or may not have been perfect people, then maybe skip this. For me, I, I'm not sure if I'm going to go out of my way to see it, but I do think I would watch it if I stumbled upon it. And for that reason, this gets a six out of 11. My friends, next up, we have a movie called The Offering. This is a limited release. A family struggling with loss finds themselves at the mercy of an ancient demon trying to destroy them from the inside. This stars Emily Wiseman from Winchester, Paul Kay from Game of Thrones, Nick Blood from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and Alan Corderner from Defiance. So this is a Jewish horror movie, and I love that because I have seen The Possession. I want to see The Vigil, uh, The Possession about the Dybbuk box. There are other movies about the Dybbuk box, too. I haven't seen The Golem, but I do want to see that as well. But I just love these movies, especially horror movies or any genre movie based on other cultures. And I think we need more of that. And I think that was one of the strengths of Supernatural, even though all the main characters, cishet white men, but they did dive into and explore other cultures. And I thought that was pretty cool. So with The Offering, this looks like a good horror, number one. And then B, it takes place in a Jewish community. If you don't remember, the one of the ones I mentioned, The Vigil, uh, I, I'm not sure if it's all Jewish people or if it's just Orthodox Jewish people, but someone has to sit with the body after someone dies. And in this movie, someone is sitting with the body and a demon shows up and tries to fuck with the guy. And that's a pretty interesting idea. It kind of seems like a similar thing is coming with the offering, but they do it different enough that it looks interesting. The offering is something I'm going to keep in mind for this coming Halloween. And because I do want to watch it, it's going to get a, let's say, 7.5 out of 11. My friends, next up, we have a movie called The Drop. This is a Hulu original, not to be confused with the Tom Hardy, James Gandolfini movie, The Drop, which was pretty good. It wasn't bad. Worth a watch. Instead, this is a cringe comedy about a married couple who face a marriage test when one of them drops a baby during a tropical island wedding. This stars Jermaine Fowler from Sorry to Bother You, Jillian Bell from Britney Runs a Marathon, Utkarsh Ambukdar from Britney Runs a Marathon, Anna Conkle from Pen15, Jennifer Loeffler from Nope, Joshua Leonard from the original Blair Witch Project, and, and Amparna Nanchurla from A Simple Favor. I hate cringe comedies. I do. I hate them. I... I just can't, I really can't just because I, if you don't know this about me, I've mentioned this on the show quite a bit. So if you're new, you don't know that I have terrible, terrible secondhand embarrassment. I could not get through the 40 year old virgin ever. Like so many people my age are like, oh, it's one of my favorite comedies. I couldn't f***ing watch it. That's why I'm so glad Steve Carell has stepped away from comedies because now I can enjoy his movies. The drop, even if it wasn't a cringe comedy, just doesn't look that good. I don't get any need to watch it from watching the trailer. I don't think I laughed once in the trailer, and that's a big red flag with the comedy. So I'm going to say the drop gets a 4.5 out of 11. Next up, we have a Netflix original movie called Dog Gone, based on the true story of a father and son who repair their fractured relationship during a forced hike on the Appalachian Trail to find their beloved lost dog. This stars Rob Lowe from The West Wing, and Kimberly Williams Paisley from The Christmas Chronicles. So it's another dog people movie. You know how I feel about dog people movies. 
I think they lack in quality because they're just counting on dog people to go see it. So even though I like Rob Lowe and I like the Christmas Chronicles, um, I'm just going to say no to this and say this gets a 4 out of 11. Oh, also, they're going through the Appalachian Trail to go find their dog. Do you know how many f***ing horrors and thrillers take place in the Appalachian Trail? No! I love my cats, but if they got lost on the Appalachian Trail, I would just cry and move on because I don't want to die. Because there's either f***ing weird-ass monsters or inbred cannibal hillbillies out there. That's what the Appalachian Trail has, so no thank you. Next up, we have a video-on-demand movie, the first of two. This is called Loudmouth. This tells the story of Reverend Al Sharpton painting an intimate portrait of a tireless warrior who has never ducked a fight in his mission to transform the status quo. So yes, a documentary, uh, quite political. And again, just like with any documentary, political or not, it's very, you already know if you're going to see this or not. You already know. Most of you are probably going to skip it. I would prob I will probably skip this too until it comes out on a streaming service. But I do think it looks interesting, so I'll give it a 6 out of 11. Our second and final VOD of the week is something that came out last week, Limited. This is called The Old Ways. If you remember, it's about an old gunslinger and his daughter must face the consequences of his past when the son of a man he murdered years ago arrives to take revenge. This stars Nicolas Cage from Face Off, Ryan Kira Armstrong from Firestarter, the remake, Clint Howard from Apollo 13, and Abraham Ben Ruby from ER. I might actually take time to see this. I, I may see it because I am a big Nicolas Cage fan, as anyone with taste should be. And I am so stoked for Renfield. Did you see that trailer? It looks so good. Correction, it looks so fun. Remember, difference between good and fun. It looks fun. And honestly, I forgot to mark down in my notes what I gave it last week, but this week I'll say I give it a 7 out of 11. Next up, my friends, we have the first of two, no, three nationwide releases called House Party. A high school student decides to host a house party while his parents are away. Wait a minute, that's not the premise at all. Okay, you, you remember the original House Party, right? From the 90s? I just looked it up, 1990 to be exact, starring Kid in Play, that movie is about a kid who decides to throw a house party while his parents are away. This movie is about this dude who's kind of down on his luck and, and he has a job to like clean someone's house or something while they're away in this huge mansion. And they wonder who it belongs to because they're not given that information. But then they stumble upon a trophy room. And whose is it but LeBron James's house? He even has a hologram of himself that pops up and gives him daily affirmations about how great he is and how he doesn't have a receding hairline. And so they decide, hey, this family is going to be gone for the better part of a week. So why not throw a gigantic house party, charge admission, and we'll make a lot of money? What could possibly go wrong? What could possibly go wrong with that? Tell me, my listeners, tell me, my good friends, what could possibly go wrong? Well, that's the point of the movie, isn't it? They throw this party, Lots of famous people show up, and I never talked about the, the cast. So let's say this stars Jacob Lattimore from The Chi, Tosin Cole from Star Wars The Force Awakens, Andrew Santino from Dave, Karen Obilum from Games People Play, Tamira Kissin from Wild and Out, and Bill Bellamy, who's a stand-up comic. Not to be confused with Bill Belichick, who's a terrible cheater, Bill Bellamy, the stand-up comedian. 
Look, I'm sorry if the Patriots are your team, but Bill Belichick's a piece of crap. And how many listeners did I lose there? So the terrible thing about this is that I don't see Kid and Play anywhere in the cast list. But that doesn't mean they're not going to be in this because the celebrities you see at the party are also not listed. The only one I can remember off the top of my head is Snoop Dogg, though I did see quite a few other famous people at the party, but none of them got billing as far as IMDb goes. My question is, why remake House Party? It's true, I haven't seen House Party since the 90s, so I don't know how well it's held up. Hopefully it didn't pull a Revenge of the Nerds, which is a terrible film, and I don't know why I ever liked it. I hope that House Party isn't that bad, but why this one? Even if we want to remake a movie with a strong and predominantly black cast, why this one? Either way, uh, I don't think I'm going to see this. If I ever am in a dire need to watch a movie and absolutely nothing else uh, tickles my fancy, maybe I'll watch it. But for now, I'll just say House Party gets a 5 out of 11. Next up, my future friends, I, I have to admit I was really torn, really, really torn about what the pick of the week would be. Because we have three movies left. And the obvious pick of the week, because, you know, sometimes there's an obvious one, like if a big Disney film's coming out, or if, you know, an Avatar came out, times like that. So there is the obvious one, but I just don't want to see it. So let's just say the next movie on the list is called A Man Called Otto. So I talked about this before, got a limited release last week, and it was released nationwide this week. Otto is a grump who's given up on life following the loss of his wife and wants it to end. When a young family moves in nearby, he meets his match in the quick-witted Marisol, leading to a friendship that will turn his world around. This stars Tom Hanks from Apollo 13. And I'm going to try to make this quick. Like I said last week, this is based on a book and movie called A Man Called Uva, written by the outstanding Swedish author Frederick Bachman. And the type of character Uva is, I don't buy Tom Hanks as him. I think Tom Hanks is a very very talented actor, but he is far too likable, far too disarming to play Uva. Because in A Man Called Uva, Uva's kind of a piece of shit. He treats people terribly, and what I think Bachman did really well with the book is as the book goes on, you start to care for him, someone that is just unlikable. I don't think Tom Hanks can do that role. So for that reason, I'm going to say A Man Called Otto gets a 7 out of 11. If you want to, watch the original movie. Better yet, read the book. It was so good. And my future friends, the final movie that's not the pick of the week is called Sick. This is a Peacock original. Due to the pandemic, Parker and her best friend decide to quarantine at the family lake house alone. Or so they think. This stars Gideon Adlin from Blockers, Bethlehem Million from... Flatbush Misdemeanors, Dylan Sprayberry from Teen Wolf, and Mark Menchaca from Ozark. So we have a movie kind of like The Strangers. It, it, in fact, I'm 100% comparing this to The Strangers because that's the vibe it gives me. Some people in the middle of nowhere, and this creepy-ass person shows up. Uh, probably not as much murdering in this one as there was in The Strangers. Oh, you're next. That's also a really good one. But... This doesn't seem bad. If you want to watch this, especially because it's on Peacock, Peacock isn't as strict with sharing passwords as Netflix is. So if you don't have it, you probably know someone who does. This could be well worth your time. It's going to be entertaining, ultimately forgettable, and it's in that middle zone where it doesn't look bad, but it also doesn't look great. 
but if you need something mindless to watch, it could be worth your time. Movies like this are familiar, and it would be very nice if they go a different direction with it to try and make it a little more interesting, but even if it's formulaic, movies like that are fine because they're comforting, even if it's a thriller like this. Sick gets a 7.5 out of 11. And my future friends, time for the pick of the week, and I'm, I'm just not stoked. I'm just not stoked about this. The movie is the final nationwide release, and it's called Plane. A pilot finds himself caught in a war zone after he's forced to land his commercial aircraft during a terrible storm. This stars Gerard Butler from Olympus Has Fallen, Mike Coulter from Luke Cage, Yosun An from Mulan, Daniela Pineda from Jurassic World 2 and 3, Paul Ben Victor from The Wire, Joey Slotnick from Twister, and Tony Goldwyn from The Last Samurai. Gerard Butler. That told you everything you need to know about this movie. This is a Gerard Butler action flick. Olympus Has Fallen, London Has Fallen, Angel Has Fallen, Den of Thieves, Machine Gun Preacher, we know what to expect from him. This is a mindless action flick, just happens to have Luke Cage in it, which gives it bonus points in my mind. Like, I like Gerard Butler. I really liked the Olympus, or the Has Fallen series, or whatever they call it. They were dumb, but I had fun. And I expect the same thing out of this. So Gerard Butler plays this pilot, who, like it says, they have to land their aircraft during a storm, and all of his passengers get kidnapped by this army of bad guys or this gang or something. And he's like, I have to protect my passengers. That's what a captain does. Okay, no, not really, Sully. Calm down. Yeah, like landing your plane safely like you already did. You don't have to go get a gun and f***ing get the people back. But hey, this is an action movie and more specifically a Jar Gerard Butler action movie. So I'm here for it. I'll watch this. In fact, I will watch this, but I'm not going to theaters to see it. It just doesn't look worth the time. It looks worth the time later for it to come to some streaming service and then enjoy it. But for now, my friends, I suggest you stay home this week. There's nothing in the theaters that I'm clambering to see. Plenty on streaming already. Maybe movies that you own that are in your back catalog that you haven't seen yet. Maybe a favorite movie of yours that you can see. But this week, I suggest you stay home because plain gets a 7.5 out of 11. Well, my future friends, that is it for the show. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, if you see any of these movies and you disagree with my rating, or you haven't seen the movies and you disagree with my rating anyway, or you agree, I love some uh, compliments. Let me know. Find all the ways to contact me in the show notes. Twitter may not be the best way these days because I don't go on there much. Email and Instagram are probably the better ways to do it at BilliamSWN for Instagram, BilliamReviews at gmail.com for the email. But my friends, that is it. I will see you next week. And please remember that I am so thankful that you listen. I'm so thankful that you tuned in. Share the podcast with your friends. That is how we grow here. We will climb back up to where we were at one point, I promise you. But even if I don't, I'm still thankful that I have even a handful of you out there. So please remember that no matter where life takes you, no matter what your week has in store, just take some time to catch a flick. I'm Billiam from Somewhat Nerdy signing off, and I'll see you in the future.